there. Welcome to the Fit Mom Life to the Fullest podcast, where we focus on how we can improve our physical health so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to to the absolute fullest. Hello, ladies. Welcome to the podcast. I hope you're having a wonderful day, a wonderful week. We are still cruising right through Advent and getting even closer to Christmas. You know by now, if you have listened for a while, that I am all about goals, all about lists and all that good stuff. So I know it's kind of, uh, might might seem earlier in the season to talk about goal setting. This might be more like a, what you'd expect of a December 31st podcast, but I've definitely already started thinking about next year. I'm sure many of you have as well. Many of you have reached out to me about training for next year. So I know you're starting to think about what your life is going to look like in 2022. So I figured we'd hop into this, you know, nice and early and maybe just maybe you'll have some quiet reflection time somewhere in these crazy weeks, maybe in that odd week that falls between, you know, Christmas and New Year's where you can get some time to think about this stuff a little bit. And if, you know, setting goals is not your thing, cruise on to another episode. I'm not at all saying everyone should do this or that everyone should do it my way. I've also done a past episode, I know at least one, on goal setting. So you can go back and listen to last year's. I actually was going to do that in anticipation for this year's, but I'm just shooting from the hip on my best tips for goal setting right now, where I'm at, how I do it. It really has not changed, so I'm probably going to say some similar things, but hopefully I'm, you know, we usually need repetition. (laughs) Usually we need to hear things several times. This is why we're supposed to read the scripture every day and why the scriptures have a lot of repetition in them because it's like, oh yeah, I still need to hear that I need to put others before myself and all that stuff. So anyway, I'm just sharing with you what works for me and I have dabbled in a lot of different ways. I like to listen to a lot of different, I have listened to a lot of different podcasts on this or read books and things like that. And I think, you know, different things work for different people. So as always, take what you want, leave the rest, and let's get into it. So number one in when you're thinking about setting goals and, you know, putting them down on paper and whatever, number one, I would choose what categories you are going to make goals for. So, and this is where I should look back. I should pull mine out from last year, but I'm just going to go from memory. I make goals in categories such as spiritual goals, physical goals, family goals. My husband and I set together. Uh, I personally do oh, financial as well. We set together. So family and financial, my husband and I set together. And then my own personal ones, I do spiritual, physical, friends. Uh, I think I give that its whole own category. And then personal. So personal and friends might be combined. But I do cover you know, various categories there. So whatever is most important to you, if you, if this is pretty new to you and you have not set goals before, I would just pick like three, like spiritual, physical, and I don't know, personal or whatever you think is, you know, most important to you because you don't want to overwhelm yourself. There is a step that by the time we get to that, you're going to be like, oh my goodness, I'm now I'm wish I didn't have 10 categories. So do what works for you. I think my new, my number for whatever reason is popping in my head used to be seven. And when I made this list, I just came up with six. So I probably have around six or seven categories and that works for me. Okay. Number two, once you have your categories, limit yourself to only two or three goals per category. And that's still pretty ambitious. If you want to just go ahead and do one you know, we tend to be a lot better when we pick one and go all in on something than if we have three and we can only, you know, scratch the surface. 
it's the whole idea of going down an inch, you know, versus going down a mile. So, you know, think about what would be best for you in this season if you should be setting, you know, if this is the time to be trying to read 30 spiritual books and putting that as a goal in the spiritual category, maybe that's not the year for you. Maybe you're, you know, you just want to shoot for one thing in each category, whatever, whatever it is, whatever it looks like for you. So I personally think it works best if you limit yourself, I limit myself to two or three. Next step, make sure they are SMART goals, okay? You can go ahead and Google search what SMART goals are, and you're going to get a lot of great infographics, I'm sure. But basically, it stands for specific, measurable, achievable, I think, achievable or attainable, realistic, and time-specific. So you would not just say, I want to lose weight, or I want to cook better. Like, those are things you cannot measure. They are not, there is no, like, end cap on them or way to be able to track progress or anything like that. So you want it to be really specific. Okay, I want to lose 2% body fat. I'm just going with that example because this is a health and fitness podcast and maybe that is one of your goals. Um, We were talking about this last year at Christmas at my house, I believe. I just brought up like, hey, anybody have any fun goals for next year or any resolutions or whatever? And it was so funny because I've been doing this for years and my dad was like, what? He's like, I, I didn't know that. I, I never set goals for each year. You know, sorry, dad, throwing you under the bus. I don't think he listens to my podcast uh, as he is not a fit mom, but he he loved this idea. And he's like, okay, so like days later, he's like, Britt, I've got my goal for the year. I'm like, all right, dad, what is it? And he's like, to shoot under a 50 for golf for the year. But then my sister and I immediately were like, but what happens like the first time you ask, like you shoot over a 50, like your goal for the year is done. Like maybe throw a percentage on that. I want to shoot under 50 this percent of the time or whatever, or like by this date or something. So it was just funny making sure, you know, they are specific and measurable and super emphasize on realistic because I have definitely been there where I have set myself up for failure, just shooting for kind of ridiculous goals at a time where it was just not the best time for me to try that. I've talked about this one on the podcast before, but there's a workout program called 75 Hard that is associated with First Form, which is a supplement company. And I used to represent First Form and, uh, you know, whatever, represent their products. I don't anymore just because of a couple of reasons. The products got a little too expensive for me personally to maintain in our family. So I don't want to be representing something that, you know, I couldn't regularly restock us with. It was like I'd get it every once in a while, that kind of stuff. Uh, whatever. Don't need to get into all of that. But I do really like their products. They're a great company. The The founder is really all about not settling for mediocrity, which I love and all of that stuff. But um, what the heck was the point of that? <laughs> okay, 75 hard. Totally lost my train of thought um, as I went into that little aside. But he, the CEO and founder of the company, came up with a program called 75 hard, which has various steps to it. And maybe you've heard of it. It's totally become a huge thing by now. It started out with just like him doing it and telling, you know, the people that work with him about it and, you know, trying to encourage his employees to do it. And now it's huge. But some of the things that it entails are like two 45-minute workouts a day. One of them has to be outside. Uh, you know, a couple different things. A lot of the things on the list are awesome, like 20 minutes of reading per day or you read five pages a day or something like that. But I set out to do this when I literally had like a three-month-old. It was my second son. 
And very quickly, I was getting very frustrated that I was getting interrupt during my workouts, interrupted. And I was like, okay, Britt, take a step back. Is it realistic for you right now with a two and a half year old and a three month old to be doing you know, two 45 minute workouts a day and one of them outside. Like, no, not at all. Because right now I need to be doing short, effective workouts or splitting up my workouts throughout the day. Not, you know, especially not the outside one. Because if the baby wakes up, it's not like I could bring him out with me. It was like the middle of winter (laughs) at this time too. I'm not going to bring him out with me while I'm doing a workout outside. So it was just not a good time. But at least I was able to realize that a couple weeks in and was like, you know what, this is not, I'm failing at this program. This is, this is not the time I can come back to this. So think about that when you set your goals and look at your categories, look at what you've set and think like, is this realistic for me to do this right now? Or is this realistic, you know, just even is it realistic as a jump if you're not praying at all you know each day or you're praying very little and you want to for example start praying the rosary maybe you don't want to shoot to do like the entire rosary every day maybe you start with a decade every day and once you get that under your belt or you're not reading scripture at all but instead of shooting for reading an entire book of the bible a week maybe just reading a chapter a day, starting to work through it, reading a chapter a day. So things like that, just try to make it realistic, make it very specific. You know, I want to be able to do five push-ups on my toes by the end of the year. I want to be able to do my first body weight pull-up ever by the end of the year. And then this leads into the next step, which is make a plan for each of your goals. Yes. So that is why I said you don't want to have 10 categories and five goals in each category because you're coming up with 50 plans. And I'm sorry, but even all of us with the best of intentions cannot possibly meet that by the end of the year. So this looks different depending on what the goal is. So for example, one of my goals in the friends category was to uh, call at least one friend a week and have one in-person friend date a month. I'm going to absolutely tell you that I completely failed at this. I did not sustain this throughout the year, but this was actually my goal for 2020. And then I laughed at that because I was like, see, this is what happens. I set a goal to be more intentional about my friendships. And now I can't hang out with anyone in person (laughs) for the month. So we were all on lockdown and all that jazz. So I honestly just totally let it fizzle because of that. Truly, I started that year strong too. I remember hosting like two girls nights. So I was like clicking away at this and then totally went out the window. So anyways, for that though, when I did try to set myself up for success, I probably should have used an example where I actually succeeded, but I went in my planner and I literally wrote down the friends I was going to call each week. So at the start of my week, it'd be like, call Megan, shout out to Megan. And I have two friends named Megan that listen to this podcast sometimes. So (laughs) both of you uh, made the list. But you know what I mean? Like if it's a recurring goal, something like that, like if it's in a financial goal, it's save $25 a month. Like, okay, make a plan for how you are sending $25 over to your savings a month. Like, are you going to do it on the first of the month? Are you going to do it at the end of the month? Are you going to do it on Fridays? You send $5. Like, what is the plan for it if it's a regular recurring goal? But then if it's this huge goal, like say you want to run a marathon, okay, well, you need a little more intense plan and a little more breaking down the actual plan of action. If you're going to run a marathon in July, you're going to need to go back and count the weeks, see how many weeks you have to prepare for that, write yourself 
you know, a training plan or look up a training plan of how many miles you're going to log each week to get up to the marathon by July. You know, obviously a lot more research is going into what you need to get, what kind of gear you need, how you're going to properly fuel yourself nutritionally, all that stuff. But that is the thing. You can't just fling these goals up, put them on a nice letter board or put them down in your beautiful planner. I'm so excited to use my new planner. I've already started using it for 2022. I'm sure you have if you're a planner person, but you cannot just fill in these goals and then hope that they work or like check at the end of the year to see if you did them. They, you need a plan on how to achieve them. And then right into the next point, you need to check in on them regularly. So the best advice I have here is having them somewhere you're going to see them a lot. For me, I, you know, I don't like having things just posted all around when I was living by myself um, or in my dorm room or something. I had stuff posted everywhere and I didn't care. It was like right on my desk, like mediocrity is a sickness of society. Like, okay, Brit. So anyone who walked into my room saw that. But um, live in a manner of the work live in a manner worthy of the call you've received was on my door as I was leaving my dorm every time. And so those kinds of things. However, um, I don't like that cluttering up my bedroom, cluttering up our bathroom mirror, any of those things. So I put it in the notes on my phone. So I go into the notes on my phone often. There's a lot of things that I track on there. I'm always making grocery lists and things like that. So I will see if I go into notes, I see Brittany at the top of it. And then I know that that's my goal thing. And I'll check in on that just at random times, like when I am going to do my groceries or something like that. But I make sure that I check in on them at least quarterly. And this is, again, something you can put in your planner. Maybe you want to do it monthly. Maybe you want to do it more frequently than that. Maybe you want to do it weekly. I know people who make that part of like their Friday week wrap up or their Sunday night before they get ready for the week where they look at their goals to kind of make sure everything that they are doing is in line with where they want to go. And that's awesome. You know, again, quarterly works pretty well for me. They're usually at the forefront of my mind too. That is, the, I think, what is so good about getting very specific and only having one or two goals per category because I know what I'm supposed to do. I know that last year one of my spiritual goals was to spend 20 minutes in silence a day. That was totally at the forefront of my mind because I only had maybe one other goal beside that. And it was like, okay, Britt, you need to, you know, pray in silence for 20 minutes a day. Like that is a very clear cut goal. I don't need to see that all the time. But maybe again, I should have been paying more attention to the friend goal more than just in my planner, whatever. So it's got to be somewhere you're going to see it or you have to make a plan to check in on it regularly. Maybe you write them in your planner, you plan to check in on them quarterly, but set a reminder in your phone so that at the start of each quarter, you know, it goes off and you remember to go check in on them. I will say so much has been said about people who set goals and most, you know, CEOs and highly successful people who are successful in their marriages, in their families, like defining success as having good relationships with their spouses, their kids, being financially successful, physically healthy. Most of these people are setting goals. And that is not Brittany's opinion. That is Brittany reading a lot of biographies and personal development books. And, you know, many of these gurus, I'd say, are professionals in these areas will tell you goal setting is such an important part of growth. Because if you are not pushing yourself and trying to move forward, you are probably staying stagnant or worse, backsliding. I will also just say that I know I mentioned this on the podcast before, but I totally believe in and promote, especially if you're a stay-at-home mom, but all moms, 
if you're not a mom, whatever, anybody. <laughs> Sorry, I really need to cough. <clears throat> I've been holding it in. I am definitely not going to edit it out either, but I do a fun list. So it started with like, I have a bucket list for my whole life essentially. And then I pick things that I want to try to accomplish year to year because that's another thing like you just make a bucket list one day and then what you never look in on it until you're retired and then you try to do all these things when you're retired no like if you don't try to do them year to year they're not going to happen so it's funny how much mine have changed from things like I don't know skydiving was never on my bucket list but say skydiving was and then it's like okay well I really can't achieve that in the day-to-day as a stay-at-home mom like yes maybe I could talk to my husband about making that happen at some point But now my bucket list looks a lot more like learn how to make my own ceramic mugs, like take up pottery, those kinds of things that are just random but fun. And I talked about this in the podcast about getting yourself out of a funk because just having fun things like fun hobbies, something you're working on, like expanding your mind creatively and, you know, just trying to grow in all areas, maybe learning a language like pushing yourself in all the ways, not just physically. So I have, in addition to these goals, so I'll pick my categories, I make my goals, I make my plans for my goals. And then I just make a fun list of things that I want to do in the next year. They have ranged all over the place. Like cook a whole chicken was on my list one year because, which you're like, Brittany, that is such a lame fun list. I totally get that. But it was like, okay, I should know how to do this. I'm almost 30 years old. I've never cooked a chicken. I should cook a chicken. Like it just came from okay, what kind of person do I want to be when I'm 70 or 80? I don't want to be the person that never knew how to cook a chicken or never learned how to play chess or whatever. So make your fun list. Make that as many things as you want. Last year I did, uh, I think I was going to shoot for 21 things for 2021, but I only got like maybe, I only put like 10 on my list, but I have done a lot of them. A lot of them were around the house projects or crafts or like skills that I wanted to do like make seasonal table runners for our house and things like that that I can do with my little guys and it's not going to to like result in me sitting there being like oh my life is such a waste because I can't go skydiving and I'll never see Paris and I'll never do this because these children get in my way of everything no it's like okay I'm here my kids are my vocation you know I'm a wife and mom And in the meantime, I can, you know, as I'm putting that first and being the best wife and mom that I can be with God's grace and, you know, trying to keep myself in a state of grace at all times and things like that, like what else can I do that's going to feed my soul and help me to be joyful and bless those around me by, you know, them being cheerful, sitting at a cheerful table with the table runner I made and eating my whole chicken that I took out of the oven for dinner for them and things like that. I know they were very domestic goals that year. I got very domestic. (laughs) Yours might not be like that. Or yours might be much cooler, like learn how to, I don't know, shoot a bow or something. That'd be very cool. Shout out to my friend who does listen to this podcast who shoots a bow as well. You know who you are. Uh, Maybe many of you shoot bows, but that's definitely not in my range of expertise. So who knows? Maybe that'll be on my list for next year. But anyways, ladies, I hope this was helpful Please go back and listen to last year's episode as well if you want a little more on goals. Feel free to email me if you have any questions or want any help with any of this. My email is fitmomlifetothefullest at gmail.com. And if you, <clears throat> I'm so sorry if you have gotten my recipe before, that is energy balls. It's those little like 
oats, peanut butter, flaxseed. I just popped one right before I recorded this because I was hungry. And it's, you know, that is what is currently feeling stuck in my throat. So I apologize for the hacking. But if you would like me to help you with your goals this year, I am actually taking on some one-on-one clients that I have not opened up spots for in a while. So the whole macro... Uh, Nutrition, I should say, because not everybody I'm going to have tracking macros, but my nutrition and workout options are up and live on my website for those of you who are interested in group or one-on-one coaching. So you can go check that out at fitmomlifetothefullest.com. And I look forward to our next time together. I hope you have a great rest of your day. I will talk to you then. Bye.